This is The Right Approach. I'm J.W. Judge, and with me is my co-host, Barbara Hensky. This is a podcast for writers to learn more about the craft and business of writing as we explore a new topic every week. Uh, today, Barbara and I are going to have a conversation um, that isn't totally planned out, um, but we're accustomed to talking to each other. I think it's going to bear on um, some of the research I'm doing for my story. Research, so me on the craft side, you on the business side, research you're doing to formulate keywords for yours. So um, I will start, <laughs> I will say, when I was doing the introduction there, I almost miss said my name, which is something that I got my name wrong on a call with a client the other day. And I said, instead of my last name, I said my firm name and it was a mess. It was like, you know what? The words are hard, man. And sometimes they don't come out right. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. So, um, all right. With my fifth novel that I'm working on, I am about three chapters away from jumping into that final third act. Um, and I got less writing done than I wanted to last week. Although I will still have over 10,000 words for the month of May, or I guess I already do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's, wow. that's good. That puts yeah. me, you know, my goal again, I didn't have a word count goal specifically. I was hoping to finish two novels this year. I don't think that's as likely now, um, but I've done, I think, 10,000 words a month, every month, except February, maybe. Yeah. Um, and so that will put me somewhere around north of 100,000. And so that's that's a goodly amount. Um, yes. yes, for sure. And so, but I got less writing done last week than I had expected, in part because over the next, I haven't, I got to do some quick math. I think it's over the next six to 10 chapters and a little bit beyond that, I guess, you know, I've got these folks that are on this Island and, you know, they're plane wrecked and terrible things have been happening to them. Um, and as I do these terrible things to characters, I keep going back to our interview with David Ellis early on back in October of last year, when I asked him, like, do you feel bad about doing terrible things to your characters? And he was just, no. And because that's the story. I mean, there's, you know, that's the tension and the conflict and all this. And, you know, he explained it more fully than just a no. Um, but, you know, I'm doing the same thing. Like lots of lousy things are happening to these characters and I'm about to make it worse by having a hurricane hit the island. And that had been in the works for a long time. But I realized as I get ready to write these chapters, that I needed to go do some research about the lead up time to the hurricane and what are the climactic and environmental factors that are going to be affecting these people. And, you know, some of it is small and I don't need to necessarily write it in, but I do need to make sure that, you know, at the out when the symptoms of the hurricane start presenting mm -hmm. themselves, you know, you're going to have waves that are bigger than normal about 48 hours before a hurricane arrives. And so mm -hmm. I need somebody to recognize, Hey, um, those, you know, like the waves are bigger. 
and it doesn't mean anything in the moment. Um, but then another 12 hours passes by or 18 hours pass by and things really start changing. Um, and so I've got to build that into the story. And so I had to do a bunch of research about what is going to happen in the 30, 24, 12, six hours prior to landfall, then during the hurricane, and then on the other side of it, you know, how long are there going to continue to be things at play other than just wreckage? So uh, fortunately, there's a lot of really cool resources out there. I have some friends who are weather nerds that um, helped me gather more information about some of the things that can happen on islands, particularly smaller islands in the Caribbean with these events. And so it's been super interesting and it would, uh, fortunately I keep forcing myself to go back to the writing and not just get lost in the research, but it would be easy to do and super interesting to do. Mm -hmm. I think that's just wonderful. I'm going to look forward to reading that. And since this is a murder mystery, you have got to get this right because murder mystery readers are the crossword puzzle doers and they like detail and they like accuracy and uh, you will get called out if oh, you and- <laughs> find any of this. Yeah. yeah. And I've had to be very meticulous. I I'm always have my spreadsheet that I go to while I'm writing, but I have had to be even more meticulous than normal making sure I keep up with as these murders are happening, where is everybody? And is it plausible for everybody to be a suspect that I still have on the suspect list? Like, you know, were they in a situation where they're not accounted for, or they could have done it? Um, And so, you know, I've got my spreadsheet that I always keep, but it is even more, uh, I don't even know what the right word is. There's a lot more in it than, than has been in the other four novels. Yeah. You're writing a very ambitious <laughs> story because it is very complex and very connected with each other. Yeah. And I had the idea for the hurricane pretty early on that, that, that this was going to happen. You know, it's, it's in the Caribbean, it's in the fall, like there's, you know, Yeah. but I wanted to make yeah. sure that this isn't just, an event that happens that gets thrown in just to make things messier because that doesn't serve anything. So it is an intrinsic part of this really quarter three of an end of quarter four of the novel. Well, and this is, I heard on the news as we're taping this today, it's the start official start of um, hurricane season. So yeah. well, that's kind of nice. You can, I mean, not that I want there to be hurricanes, but um, <laughs> no. kind of ride along with them. Yeah. Yeah. But living, you know, being in Alabama, I mean, people don't think of us as a coastal state, but, you know, we've got Mobile and Gulf Shores and some others yeah. that we're on the Gulf of Mexico and Gulf Shores got directly hit by Hurricane yeah. Sally back in 2020. And so we are... Uh, we are accustomed to them. And in fact, several years ago, my scariest plane flying, riding, not flying, I wasn't flying. I was riding in a plane. Our, my scariest experience was my wife and I were coming in from Texas. There was a tropical storm coming through. So it was coming north. And 
most of it had already passed, but there were these rain bands that were and yeah. heavy winds that were following after it. And the path into Birmingham is it's a west to east. And so the rain bands are coming south to north. And the pilot was having to tilt the wings, like tilt the plane to counteract the effect of the winds. And it was brutal. We're coming in and you can just feel it um, pushing the plane around. And he is, you know, adjusting the degree that we're at. And then right at the last minute, he pulls out and, and pull starts, you know, gaining elevation again. And as we're doing it, we hit a pocket of air and the plane just falls and it feels like, you know, hundreds of feet. I don't know what it was, but people were, it was a pretty full plane. It was a smaller plane, but it was a full plane. Adults are crying. Um, People are upset. People are getting sick and we're just hitting these pockets of air where you're going and then it drops and you're going and then it drops. And, you know, eventually we get out and and I'm sitting there with my wife who doesn't like flying anyway. Um, And it, it was one of those times where we're like, you know what? I'm not sure we're going to make it out of this. And it probably, mm-hmm. like if you're in the cockpit, it probably wasn't that dire, but they weren't able to communicate right. because they were dealing with so much in the moment. Um, yeah. So it certainly felt that way. And you can't see anything because you're in the clouds. And so we eventually reroute to Memphis where they land and say, oh, you know, wow. it's going to be a little bit before we can go back to Birmingham. And Memphis is only about five hours from Birmingham half the plane disembarked and decided they'll rent a car and drive home. Yeah. I would have done that. I'm surprised (laughs) your wife didn't drag you off. Well, we definitely talked about it um, for sure. We ended up staying on, but um, so that, that story has nothing to do with anything. Uh, It will probably make its way into a story at some point. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I definitely relied on that when I was writing the first part of this book. And I was just going to say, yeah, Yeah. must have. Um, Yeah. And so you are working on the business side of things. Tell me what you've been working on. Yeah. So I finally decided, you know, we interviewed Dave Chesson recently. who's just one of the most uh, charismatic people in on the planet, actually. And I thought, you know, I need, and he's just updated Publisher Rocket again, more robust tools. And I thought I need to redo, I need to just look at my keyword stuff. So I started in on that research with excellent Publisher Rocket and decided that uh, my keywords were just horrible. So I went through the, down the rabbit's hole of improving those. I started with my first book, Coming to Rosemont, which is the first book in my nine book, soon to be nine book series and in my best-selling series. Actually, maybe that's not true. But anyway, Coming to Rosemont. And so I followed the advice of just changing two keywords. Just I did it two weeks ago to see whether it made a change. And you know what? It, I think it did. It's a little hard to tell in two weeks, but I've got noticeably improved sales. And I also posted a new book 
I, I set it up on Amazon. It's not up for pre-order yet, but before I did the new book, I did a third book in a series. I looked at all those keywords and thought, oh my gosh, you know, I what I've done in the past is I'll when I publish a later book in a series, I have a, a file in my notes app that has the series and the keywords and the categories. And I just go in and copy and paste and throw them in and boom, we're good. So I finally looked at those and I thought, well, I need to change those. I think one of the most that I can remember as we're sitting here, interesting change is I had a keyword, strong female protagonist. I thought people would search for that. And I was wrong. People search for strong woman main character. Far more searches. So how did you arrive at that, like, how yeah. did you get from one to the other? Yeah. So you type into the um, keyword analyzer um, on Publisher Rocket. I typed in strong female protagonist and clicked go and saw the results for that. And it also gives you underneath that other similar search terms. So you can see right off the bat what's doing better. And there's a little, and he's got a red, red, yellow, green kind of graphic visual that you can see green is good, red is, is bad, and obviously, you know, just like stoplights. So he's made it very easy to use this tool. There's also, if you really are interested to think, oh, well, gosh, there are a lot of searches. The information you will get is how many searches there are for that term. Um, what your competition is, and what the what the price point is of of books that are searched using that term, and what the uh, compensation in the last month is for people who searched that term and bought books. And usually, if it's I think one of them it was thirty two thousand dollars. Well, there was a Colleen Hoover book who sucked up Colleen sucked up yeah. two thousand twenty nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. But anyway. Um, there's also a little hamburger on the right that you can click and you can, it will then for any search term, show you covers of the books that ranked in that for that search term. And I use that to see, do I think those covers are the same kinds of books I write? Since Coming to Rosemont has some romance in it, um, I would get terms that really sell well for people who are writing straight romance novels the covers have you know the bare-chested guy or the partial view of the couple in you know um edwardian dress and in a clench and so that's not that's those aren't good search terms for me because my books aren't going to appeal to somebody who's looking for that so i just honed it down and i think based upon these search results i'm for five for two of the how many categories or keywords do you get? You get seven, don't you? I think you get seven on Amazon. Yeah. So two of the seven, I think, have accounted for some of the changes. So now I'm going to go in and see if I can't tweak the others. My goal is, and who knows, but this is what I think the latest thinking is, is to have two um, keyword fields that are the exact search terms someone would use like an exact phrase and then have the others be kind of mismoshes of 
terms that you think people would search for. So, all right. So I'm really bad at keywords. I yeah. and I know I'm bad at it. Um, and haven't put that much attention into it yeah. like I need yeah. to. So yeah. when you, yeah, it's it's way easier for nonfiction. Um, yes, for sure. And so when you're writing fiction, and we can stick with Rosemont. Um, I, what do you, when you're initially coming up with an idea for a keyword, you've given us one really concrete example of strong woman main character is, yeah. you know, is what it evolved Some, to. Um, yeah. yeah. But what are other examples? And you don't have to give one specific to that, but I'm just, I have a hard time even coming up with a keyword that will lead somebody to a book. Well, and that they search it. So they always talk about, you know, for your characters. So in my Emily series, I have um, visually impaired main character and setting. So Rosemont is stately manor homes, which I think nobody searches for, but, um, and you don't want to repeat anything that's in your categories so my categories all include mystery, thriller, suspense, romance, contemporary romance, that kind of thing. But I still did, let's see, I did second chance romance, second chance love. I And those aren't all interchangeable. So I forget how it, it shook out. But I look at, you know, what they're doing in their life. So I have an older, and I should do late in life love, but I've got... Divorce is a good word for me because I've always got somebody who's divorced. Um, rural, small town. Those are terms that get searched quite a bit and would be helpful for me. I've tried in the past, I always have holidays in my book. So I'll have holiday or Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever. I, I'm going to, we'll follow up with this at another session, but I think I'm going to lose those. I don't think. Those are good rescue dogs um, are popular. So, you know, I'm thinking about that. I should say I've got cats in some of the books I should see because cats are a big thing. Yeah. So if, I wonder if like would rescue dog and service animal be like two different keyword entries? I think so. And I hadn't even, duh, I put guidelines. <laughs> But I didn't put service animals, so I'm going to write that down. Yeah, I've been taking notes here as we go too, because I've got to do this. Like yeah. this is this is a, it's free. I mean, Publisher Rocket's not yes. free, but having better keywords is free. And when so much is pay to play now, um, yes. and like this is one thing that, like, I need to have a look in the mirror and be like, hey, dummy, just yeah. do this. Well, and the thing is, it's not easy to do. Yeah. And some of it's intuitive and it's all this judgment stuff. And it's it's based upon, like I said, okay, I'm going to do two of them that are the exact words and then five that are mishmash. Well, do I really know that that's what should be done? No. I think you and I both like, and most of us like, to approach a problem that has an answer. Well, this really doesn't have an answer. It's all very anecdotal. and. I want to set it and forget it. And I don't think that works either because these things change and 
I was just hearing this morning that Amazon is now going to limit your categories to three. So you can't send them that cheerful little email anymore that says, hey, would you add me to these? Mm-hmm. Make sure I'm in these 10 categories. They're not going to do that anymore. Oh, yeah, yoy. Um, so if I'm going to lose some categories, maybe I need to move some of those into, into keywords. It's all crazy making. And it's hard to know for most of us perfectionists when you're done. Because there is no perfectly finishing this task. Mm-hmm not available so or you'll never write another word again you'll just be doing keyword searches the entire time yeah so well, that's, that's, say, okay this is good i was working on a legal project this morning um that has concrete answers and i that like things could go either way but it's either going to be this or that yeah and these are the definite results outcomes one of them is going to occur whereas what you're talking about here is there is no definite outcome and also the outcome that is right you know today that gets results a month from now those results may fall off and so it's constant monitoring constant diligence Mm -hmm. um and i i think i'm a better craft person than business person and i've got mm-hmm. not think it that's truth that's there's no think there's no like that's just a true statement um, yeah. and i like the craft side better than the business side so i need to be more diligent on the business side and make myself do these things that like if you're not if you're writing the books it doesn't matter how good they are if people can't find yes. them yes yeah and, you know, it's also frustrating because you you look at your sales on your dashboard and you say, okay, well, it must be the keywords. You really have no way of knowing that. Um, there's no good answer to that. So the whole thing's just cr- crazy making. Now I've just depressed myself. Um, but nonetheless, it, it's got to be done. So I, I plan to start writing Um, the next book I plan to write, which I've outlined kind of started outlining it last week. So that felt good is this novel that I'm going to contribute to a next collaborative series. So I'm thinking, okay, once July hits, I've told myself I can start writing again. So I've got to just use June to sort of change the oil on the business side and, you know, do a detail cleaning of my of my author business and then move on. Yeah. Well, and I know that part of my problem isn't the right word, but reluctance to do too much business stuff is I only have a finite amount of time that I can spend and I want to spend it writing Um, because some of it is also occupied by this, our podcast that we do. And then, you know, like the editing of it and getting it ready and, um, preparing for interviews. And so like, there's so much that erodes that time anyway, that sitting there figuring out keywords that work is like, man, I don't want to do that, but I do want to sell books. So I'm going to have to. But you know, it's interesting because you were talking about research. I love to do the research. 
her books. I just, it's fascinating. And that's something where you can't just go on a rabbit hole forever. And you have to pull yourself back and say, okay, it's time to stop and start writing. But unlike the keyword thing, which I guess if you get it right, will actually sell books. The research won't, but it's so much fun. I I did white cane training for guiding Emily. That was fun. And most recently, um, I have a Sotheby's in New York or in uh, London auction on fine jewelry. Oh, my God. I want <laughs> hours of fine jewelry auctions. My husband kind of got concerned. He said, what are you doing? Are you like going to buy yourself some $100,000 necklace? I'm like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> but um, it was endlessly fascinating to both see the jewels and and observe the people and how they bid and the tuxedo clad auctioneer and how he worked that room and created the enthusiasm. And gosh, now I'm thinking, you know, I kept open. I have a little favorites where at times I just go in and see what Sotheby's is doing. <laughs> I'm going to have to control myself. because, no, sure. Yeah, I feel that I might be clicking on that again today to see what up in Sotheby's anyway. Yeah. Well, I think this is a great uh, ending point for this episode with some... I, I think really applicable stuff about both the craft side and the business side. And I've made my notes. I know you've made a couple of notes. So now it's yeah. a matter of going in and putting them into practice here. So yeah. we will do this again soon. Yep. Sounds very good. Take care of a good day. All right. You too. Bye. Bye.